the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And a great morning to you. Thank you so much for joining us at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock as we get started on this fourth morning of the second month of the year of our Lord 2020. Uh, we are jammed today. Absolutely packed. Coming up in 10 minutes or so, we're going to talk to our friend David Arredondo. He is the vice chair of the Republican Party in Lorain County, which is my home residence. And um, David is going to talk to us about the mess last night in Des Moines, the mess last night all over Iowa for the Demon Rat Party. They got exactly what they deserved. We'll talk about that with David. At 9.35, Rob Frost, who is the chairman of the uh, Republic, Republican Party of Cuyahoga County, is going to join us to talk about the State of the Union tonight. The president will, of course, address the nation while awaiting his acquittal tomorrow, uh, while still technically on trial, a point that the demon rats have made a great deal of. Has there ever been a president delivering a State of the Union address while on trial? Um the president is going to have a ball tonight celebrating the tremendous accomplishments of this country, of this administration, while also probably needling as, well, as um, carefully as the president can. I don't know that he can do anything subtly. The president is not subtle. The president is very blunt. The president is in your face. Uh, we'll see how he handles uh, some of the people in the room listening to the State of the Union who literally were those trying to remove him from office over the course of the last several months and obviously over the course of the last three years. So we'll talk to Rob Frost about the State of the Union address. There's a big watch party in Strongsville. I think there are several others going on as well, but we'll talk about the one in uh, Cuyahoga County. And we'll talk to him about impeachment as well. And then at 10.10 this morning, of course, it will be time for Peter Kersenow. It's always a great day when it's a Kersenow day. Peter will talk to us about impeachment, uh, State of the Union, talk about Iowa, and talk about much more. Uh, we have to start the show, however, today by sharing the sad news that by now, of course, you've already heard. But um, 
I think anybody and everybody in our business um, knows how important this man has been to us. You know, we have maybe the best lineup of conservative talk show hosts in the industry in Salem Media with Hugh and Dennis Prager and Dr. G and, you know, uh, Mike Gallagher and and uh, and Larry Elder, and we have the Jay Secular Live Show. With all of the great programming we have, it's the best in the business. But none of them would be there if it weren't for Rush Limbaugh, the godfather, the pioneer, the OG. He started the format. He gave conservatives a place to hear their side of the story on the radio. People, when Rush Limbaugh started this whole thing, only had the major three networks from which to get their news. The left-leaning ABC, NBC, and CBS news anchors. Now, they're not as bad. Uh, They were not as bad then as they are now, but they were bad. And the left-leaning newspapers that we always talk about, Post, Times, Tribune, etc., etc. Plain Dealer. People needed to be to find a place. They were begging for a place to get the other side of the story, the rest of the story, the quote-unquote alternate facts. I know the left likes to make fun of that. Rush Limbaugh, in large part, built the, the, the format on providing alternate facts. And people say, well, alternate facts is a way of saying lies. No, 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 no. Very simply, just look at the glass of water. Is it half full? Yes. The alter, that's a fact. The alternate fact is it's half empty. Providing the other f- part of the fact is not telling a lie. And I know they like to make fun of President Trump and President Trump's team when they talk about alternate facts, Kellyanne Conway, but it's real. Rush Limbaugh gave the alternate fact. That glass is also half empty. It's a fact. For example, just to throw something out there. The left would tell you that, for example, during a Republican presidency, the unemployment rate climbed 0.3% or something like that. That would be a fact. The alternate fact might be something that led to that, that has nothing to do with presidential policy. We never got that alternate fact until Rush Limbaugh came around. We had no place to go, not only to listen to the alternate facts, the other side of the story, we had no place to express and vent ourselves about what we wanted to say and what we wanted to uh, share with other people. Rush Limbaugh made all of that possible. He literally started the format. And throughout his amazing career, now at the age of 69, uh, Rush Limbaugh has done it better than anybody else. Despite the fact that I truly believe Salem Media has the best lineup of syndicated conservative talk show hosts by far, Top to bottom, the no one individual has done it better for longer than Rush Limbaugh. And that's why his announcement yesterday hit so many of us um, right in the heart. It really did. It was like a gut punch to hear that Rush Limbaugh um, is sick. But the upshot is that I have been diagnosed with advanced lung cancer. Diagnosis confirmed by two medical institutions back on January 20th. Uh, First realized something was wrong on my birthday weekend, January 12th. 
and I wish I didn't have to tell you this, and I thought about not telling anybody. I thought about trying to do this without anybody knowing, because I don't like making things about me. But there are going to be days that I'm not going to be able to be here because I'm undergoing treatment or I'm reacting to treatment. And I know that that would inspire all kinds of curiosity with people wondering what's going on. And the worst thing that can happen is when there is something going on and you try to hide it and cover it up, it's eventually going to leak. And then people are going to, why didn't you just say it? Why just did it? Why, why do you try to fool everybody? And it's not that I want to fool anybody. It's just that I, I don't want to burden anybody with it. And I haven't wanted to. Um, but. It is what it is. Rush Limbaugh announcing yesterday that he does have advanced lung cancer, and uh, he is going to be undergoing treatment, so he will be off of his program for a long time. And I know I join everyone. I mean, literally everyone. All of the hosts here on Salem, all of the listeners, all of the ditto heads, all of the conservative fans and friends of Rush Limbaugh in wishing him Obviously, a, a full and complete and total victory over this cancer. Um, I don't know what the prognosis is. He hasn't talked about that. It's just that he's going to be undergoing some serious treatments. And uh, I know that we all join together in solidarity and in prayer for his well-being. Rush Limbaugh, uh, our prayers and our thoughts are with you, good sir. Thank you for doing what you have done. And God willing, you will continue to do it for years and years after this threat has passed. All right, it's 9.15. We're going to take a time out. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about Iowa. It was a mess, an absolute chaotic mess. And why? Because the Democrats were in charge of it. I want you to think about that. What will it be like if they get to be in charge of our country? David Arredondo, vice chair of the Republican Party in uh, Lorraine County will be joining me right here on AM 1420 The Answer. Nine twenty as we continue now on AM 1420 The Answer. Let's go down to the Iowa caucuses four in Des Moines to Katie Tour. Warren gets five. She walks away with the most delegates. One last thought, guys, in terms of turnout. Um, in 2016, they had around 767 people here. They were prepared for twice that many number, over a 1,000, they thought, at least at this precinct. They had 849, so turnout was not quite as high as they expected here. And do you know what that means? I think we all know what that means. This field of demon rat candidates, this pool of candidates that I like to call the cesspool of candidates, is so uninspiring that even with Democrats from one end of this country to the other cannot wait for the opportunity to get rid of Donald Trump, to defeat Donald Trump. We've got to get rid of Donald Trump. I can't wait for 2020. we got to get rid of Donald Trump. Here comes the Iowa caucus. First chance to vote for the person who's going to get rid of Donald Trump. And turnout is for garbage. Because no way Elizabeth Warren inspires anyone. Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, Pete Buttigieg, Mike Bloomberg. Are you serious? They inspire no one. And that's why turnout was so low in Iowa yesterday. And despite the low turnout, 
They still can't even get the results right. Joining us now to discuss is David Arredondo, who is the vice chair of the Republican Party in Lorain County. David, good morning. Good morning, Bob. How you doing? I'm better than the uh, Democrats are. That's how I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a fact. Uh, I myself have a bug right now, so I'm trying to work through it and feel better. But uh, I was uh, toughing it out last night watching this uh, insanity. And I have to say that for years, I first was uh, involved in 1972 in the Democratic uh, presidential primary. I went on to be a uh, a delegate from uh, Miami University, a 21-year-old guy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I've i been around for a long time to see this stuff. And when they started, they just started in 72, the Iowa process. And then 76, it, it gained more prominence. And then over the years, it took off. And I, for the life of me, could never understand how you would elevate this state and this caucus idea to something so relevant that it would, uh, you know, make and break candidates. And and so this is the ultimate, uh, you know, definitive uh, point to be made that Iowa needs to be removed from the political map for both Republicans and Democrats. And the last thing I'll say here is that GO, they talk about the Democrat uh, turnout being down, but GOP turnout was up. And so... You know, when you have more Republicans turning out than Democrats, like you were saying earlier on, that is really uh, quite a statement. Yeah, it, it really is. And and it's not just the turnout, of course, although that is something that I think should be focused on. But also, I mean, like you said, first of all, why the caucuses? Why this ridiculously long, protracted uh, event that they have instead of just a primary with voting? And I understand there are some arguments to be made for it, that they get in and argue and make the case for the candidates, but it is so convoluted, and it so opens up the possibility for fraud. It opens up the possibility of a foul play. You know, and, and this is what we're seeing. They're saying the app and wasn't they, working right. How do yeah. you host the first caucus slash primary first voting of the entire uh, uh, political season here to choose your candidate for president of the United States with an untested method of tabulating votes and, and support. It is just insane to me that the Democrats think they can run our Social Security, think they can run our Medicare and, and Medicare for all, think they can run uh, everything. Uh, they can't even run a, a caucus, a set of caucuses in, in a very small state, uh, David. It is, uh, it is, it is so it- highly incompetent. Well, just the whole idea of the process, if if you could explain this to somebody, I mean, Good luck. I'm hard-pressed to try to explain how you, okay, you show up and you go into the corner of the room here for your candidate, and then you count heads, and then you say, well, if uh, you don't get the threshold of 15%, well, then you have to then join somebody else. I mean, <laughs> really yeah. very hard to discern you know what, and what i what i want to know david on. too what i want to know too and give me your your position on this we i mean i have said for a long time bernie sanders would be the ideal candidate for donald trump to oppose because to just show the tremendous success of the last three years under capitalism and with free markets and more money and more pockets etc versus the idea of getting all of our money and turning it into the government so they can disperse it which is what socialism is as they see fit i think he's an easy mark for president trump to take down and i think that the dnc 
feels that way, too. It's why they hurt him against Hillary in 2016 and cheated him. And I think with the all of the momentum that he had in Iowa, they could not let him come out of there with a clear victory. Then headed to New England, to New Hampshire, where, of course, is his home area. He gets the first two wins. He's easily the front runner now, and they're terrified of Bernie Sanders winning their nomination. Agree or disagree? Oh, you're, there's no question about it that he... He is certainly going to gain the momentum. I mean, let's for all intents and purposes, I believe he did win Iowa. I don't know what the margin is, but, you know, the reports seem to be that he he wins Iowa. He's in New Hampshire. It might as well be Vermont. You know, he's going to clean up on that pretty good. And that momentum of two primary victories is going to push him into Nevada. And actually in Nevada, which is also another caucus state, He's got a lot of support of the SEIU workers there, so he can do very, very well. And so if you you, you put him with a three-state win going into South Carolina and he holds his own and then he goes into Super Tuesday, I'm not going to say that this is going to be over, by any, but I can very well see why the establishment, number one, didn't want him in 2016, and number two why they for sure as hell don't want him now and how they stop him uh, you know you, you 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 can't do that kind of stuff like you did they actually put into place uh these uh rules for super delegates that the super mm-hmm. delegates can't vote until the second ballot so you know they rigged it for hillary with the super ba- super delegates last time they yeah. can't do that this time what do you make of Pete Buttigieg uh, going on television and saying this is a great victory? He just essentially claimed victory, said we're going to New Hampshire victorious. Um, what do you make of that? And you know, is this just, because I feel like Hugh Hewitt, um, who of course starts our day every day here on AM fourteen twenty, the answer likes him and calls him perfectly poised, Pete, saying he doesn't say yeah. things off the cuff. He's very in yeah. control. It's one of the things that makes him a good politician. I think he lost all I of think- that poison control yesterday and just blurted something yeah. out. We won with no evidence whatsoever of having won. Well, you know what? Absent any kind of you know, this was chaos. Absent any kind of of result. Why not say I won? And then Klobuchar went up afterwards, and she started saying, hey, I won. And then Warren's up there saying, you might as well, you know, Biden. They were all up there doing the same thing. Why not? It, you know, there, it was insanity. You know, all of this is insanity where you can't get a result, and then they're up there saying that I won, I won, you know. One of the other candidates I want to focus on here and get your opinion on, Elizabeth Warren took to the stage last night during all of this mess, again, without anybody having won, and wanted to thank all of the illegal aliens who worked for her. Tonight is for every undocumented, unafraid organizer and volunteer who proudly knocked on doors to let the world know that the path to progress runs through courage, not fear. And not laws either, apparently. Can you believe that, David? You know what? I hadn't heard that, but that is hilarious. And the chances are (laughs) she got them in there to vote for her. I wouldn't put it past you that those people who were helping her out, it's kind of like, well, you're doing all the hard work. You get the vote, too. I wouldn't doubt it in the least. 
I wouldn't either. And then let me ask you one more question, and that is, of course, about the guy that the Democrats wanted to say that Donald Trump was so afraid of. That's why he tried to push Ukraine to open this investigation. How is Joe Biden, according to Chuck Todd, just an afterthought in Iowa? It is not good that that Biden, He's. Ju- it is interesting, he's an afterthought in these college towns. And that is, it only, you know, he's the electable guy. He's the electable guy. He's the one Donald Trump was so afraid of. He had to try to get to Joe by getting through Hunter Biden and ordering this ridiculous investigation and holding aid, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Joe Biden is, is <laughs> I, I don't know about you, uh, uh, David he, Aronado, he's going Joe down. Biden is exactly yeah. what Chuck Todd said. He is, he is losing. He is slipping as they head into the actual voting now. Yeah, he's, he's been sliding for, for a little bit. Um, the, the last poll showed him to be in, in second place, but I'm not surprised that he comes in fourth, if or you know who knows, maybe even fifth. But, maybe, uh, yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely not their candidate, and they're going to have to really, really, as a result of this mess, they're going to have to start switching gears and figuring out who do they got who's going to stop him. Is it Klobuchar? Is it Buttigieg? Those are the two that I think that they're going to be looking to try to elevate, and even Bloomberg for that matter, but. I'm not so sure that he's, you know, the fact that he's not a participant in these things until maybe Super Tuesday, uh, he may be off the table because Bernie's already uh, gained, you know, some momentum. So mm, Bloomberg, though, is uh, going to be Joe, willing, Bloomberg going is going to be willing to spend probably a billion of his dollars or more in order to make himself relevant and make up for lost ground that he may have suffered during these events that he's not part of. He's not in debates. He's not in these caucuses. I think Bloomberg will buy his way into the public eye. Um, as we I'm get not so sure about that. If I, can, if I can say this very quickly, Real quick. I'm not so sure of that because you absolutely need a ground game. You need boots on the ground. And I'm not seeing, you know, uh, a whole lot of uh, news or publicity about his campaign okay. organization. So fair, fair I'm, I'm, I'm going to look carefully. Mm-hmm. David Arredondo, vice chair of the Republican Party in uh, Lorain County. David, thanks for the analysis. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Bob. 931, Rob Frost, who is the chairman of the Republican Party of Cuyahoga County, is going to be joining us next on AM 1420 The Answer. Thirty-six. Now we continue on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. So I want to make a little announcement here before I bring our guest on. Yesterday at the top of the show, I just kind of started riffing, and I guess I know why. Um, it was totally off the cuff, as was the event that preceded it. Uh, back and the God, I'm going to feel terrible because I don't remember the exact month that the uh, Judge Kavanaugh ridiculous confirmation hearings finally ended. Uh, but back when the left was trying to destroy Brett Kavanaugh and trying to destroy not just his his uh, you know his chance at becoming a, a justice on the Supreme Court, uh, but they were trying to destroy his reputation, trying to destroy his life, his marriage, his career, everything, calling him all of the horrible things they did, accusing him of all of these terrible things, um, and they were announcing when he was in college he had beer, he had beer, he had beer. Remember he had beer, so he might have done things that he doesn't even remember because he was drunk. He had beer. 
It was just, you remember the whole nonsense, and I came on the air just on off the cuff and said, you know what, when this thing is over and he's confirmed to the Supreme Court, we should all go out and raise a beer to Brett. Let's go have beers for Brett. And we did it, and it was a great time. Yesterday, I just kind of, I didn't even plan it, but I just kind of was riffing, and I said, you know what, we need to do on Wednesday, we need to have an acquittal party or an exoneration party for the President of the United States. The same way they've tried to destroy him, Tried to destroy the presidency, tried to destroy all of us. Our 63 million votes from 2016, the probably close to 70 million votes that are going to come in for him in November of 2020. Uh, we need to, as they try to remove him from the ballot and from office, hold a party in celebration of his acquittal. And then I get a phone call from Rob Frost, <laughs> chairman of the Republican Party. He said, you know what, where is it? Where is it? Uh, I'll be there, and I'll spread the word and get other people there. And I said, well, I don't have one yet. I just kind of was talking about how much fun it would be to do. And Rob said, let's make that happen. And so we put our little heads together. We brought in the West Shore Republicans, and away we go. We have an acquittal party tomorrow night, 7 p.m., at the Time Warp Bar in Westlake. And I want every supporter of the president to be there to toast the acquittal and the end of the ridiculous Ukrainian phone call uh, impeachment witch hunt. And Rob Frost, chairman of the party in the Republican, the Republican Party, rather, of Cuyahoga County, joins us now. Hey, Rob, how are you? Hey, good morning, Bob. Thanks for the lead-in. I think I summarized it pretty well. I'm so glad you called me because sometimes I'll have these ideas and they'll just remain that. They won't be acted upon. I just kind of throw these things out there. But, boy, you jumped on it, and, uh, and away we go. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. It was a tremendous idea. I credit it to you 100%. Bob, we might by tomorrow see acquittal bashes springing up all over the country. But Love we can it. trace the origin of that then. All of them come back to Bob France and the France Authority yesterday morning. So thank you for a great idea. <laughs> well, you know what? Right there, there are, there are so many rallies against the president, so much protesting of the president, so much of this, uh, you know, this anti-Trump, uh, stuff going on in, in, in our cities and, and around the country. We need to rally in support of him. You don't see, you don't see Absolutely. that very often. I, and I don't want their attempt to, you know, nullify the vote of 63 million people and more more importantly, Rob, disenfranchise uh, millions and millions and millions of voters for this uh, for, uh, coming up this November, and that's what they would be doing to get him off the ballot so people cannot vote for the person they choose here. It's disenfranchisement is what it is. I don't want the, the, the failure of that effort to just slide by, and now it's business as usual. Mm-hmm. I, think we ought to, I think we ought to trump it. It, I think we ought to celebrate it. I think we ought to scream it. And I think everybody ought to know uh, that this is a victory for the president, and it's the momentum he needs to go on to his second term. You're exactly right. And, and you know what? We do see it at times. What we see is when the president holds a rally, we just saw it in New Jersey. It was amazing. People are coming out. And a lot of us uh, throughout the country were watching those rallies. And, and, you know, through the miracle of television, we can feel like we're there. What we need to be doing is, you know, let's not just wait around for when the president comes back to Cleveland. Believe me, he's going to be in Ohio during this election year. But let's get together and have that type of enthusiasm, even when he can't be with us in person. And so that's where this acquittal bash uh, is going to be a great time. So one of those rallies was the president's uh, campaign kickoff, his re-election kickoff. He did that big rally down in Orlando, you may remember. Yes. And we were all together here locally at the Time Warp Bar in Westlake. And so to go back there for tomorrow night, I really want to thank the West Shore GOP. Their, their thought was immediately, let's go right back there. Time Warp Bars at 2621 Center Ridge Road. Come on out 7 p.m. tomorrow night for, uh, you can call it an exoneration celebration, uh, or what we're billing it as is the acquittal bash. We're going to have a great time at the Time Warp Bar tomorrow evening. And, and Bob, you're going to be there, right? 
I will indeed. I'm very, very happy to be there. I want to shake hands with all of the uh, uh, like-minded people, the supporters. of. Again, you know, Rob, what I've said throughout this, you know, in my own coverage of this, and I know a lot of other people have pointed this out, too, it's not just the acquittal of the president, and it's not just a celebration oh. of a victory for the president. It's, it's, it's a victory for the Constitution and the presidency, right. because if they had gotten away with this, it would have literally changed this country for the future of, 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 of you know, our future history. Um, the presidency was at stake here uh, in terms of what they're trying we know, to do to him. So this is so much bigger than just one man. And, and you're right, and we know that to be true. We know the Democrats have said it now many times. The reason they felt they needed to impeach him is because if they didn't, he was going to win re-election. Well, of course he is. He's going to win Ohio. Uh, he's going to win Ohio big. Um, we're actually, Bob, as I mentioned to you, and, and, and we're going to talk about it a little bit, we're getting together tonight. Uh, yeah. State of the Union is tonight. Uh, we're having a watch party down at the Brew Garden outside South Park Mall. Um, I want to credit in this instance the Strongsville GOP putting together this event because it's not just a watch party. This is a chance to be active, to get the training and the involvement. Come on out there to the Brew Garden at 6.30 p.m. Uh, we're doing a Trump Victory Leadership Initiative training. Uh, learn what you can be doing each day or whatever time of it you have available between now and November 3rd. Help us help this president because all the things you're talking about, Bob, it's exactly right. Uh, this is what the Democrats, you know, want to do, wanted to do to this president and, and ruin the presidency. Uh, this man, President Trump's candidacy and life and, and, and everything, uh, and take away our democracy, undercut the Constitution is what they were trying to do. Let's stand up for that. So we got two nights in a row. Uh, we've got two nights in a row that, that you have opportunities to be with us. Um, and, and again, uh, looking forward to seeing you tomorrow evening out at the Time Warp Bar for the acquittal bash. Yeah, I know there are a number of uh, watch parties for the State of the Union tonight, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, and this is, of course, going to be the biggest one in Cuyahoga County there at Strongsville, and I'm so glad, and we'll make sure to, to hit that again before you leave. Uh, and I know there yep. are some others in other counties, and I love that. I love that people are really getting, uh, you know, again, and starting to really understand that it's important to rally around the president now for a variety of reasons, including... What tonight, I expect, Rob, to be just an unbelievable moment for the president as he stares into the faces of those who tried to remove him, and he stares into the faces of, of even some people in, on the Republican side uh, who, have, who have not been supportive of his efforts here, and he lists the amazing accomplishments that we have had to the economy in terms of jobs, in terms of national security, in terms of border security, in terms of foreign policy, in terms of killing terrorists, in terms of more money in more pockets, higher wages, lower tax. All of these things that he has been, I won't say solely, but but responsible for originating and then pushing through a very, very obstructive Congress to get all of these things done. Rob, I think tonight is going to be the president's finest hour. You're exactly right. He's going to he's going to lay out his accomplishments already in the first term. And there is quite a lot there. And we see the breadth of, of those accomplishments. These are not just uh, getting justices appointed to the U.S. Supreme Court, as great as those appointments have been, <laughs> uh, it, it, it goes far beyond that, and it broadens the base of his support and the Republican Party's support. Take, for example, the accomplishments on the USMCA, his accomplishments on criminal sentencing reform, uh, his accomplishments for choice and education. We've got multiple uh, accomplishments that are, that are huge for this country. And on top of that, he's going to be he's going to be setting out the vision for the next term. Compare that to little Adam Schiff and Jared Nadler fighting for who got to give the uh, the closing statement last week in their in their just sham of a uh, of a trial. Uh, they keep 
trying to spin this whole thing uh, as if uh, he's uh, impeached forever. I really credit the president. He was asked over the weekend by Sean Hannity, you know, do you think maybe he'll delay the State of the Union uh, so that you could already be acquitted when you go up there? And his answer is unequivocal, no, we're going forward on Tuesday. It's going to be uncomfortable, yes, tonight, only for the Democrats. For Nancy Pelosi to have to sit a few feet away from him, and we can all watch her strange facial expressions and the rest while the president gives it, uh, his speech, uh, that's going to be priceless tonight. Uh, the Democrats are going to be the uncomfortable ones in this room, and they're going to be the ones losing uh, when it comes to the election uh, this November. If you had to predict, Rob, and I know you don't talk to the president's speechwriter or the president about this kind of thing, but... Do you think he will address the impeachment? Will he address Speaker Pelosi by name? Will he address Adam Schiff by name and talk about what was just done to him or what they have attempted to do and, in fact, are still attempting to do until tomorrow's vote on the acquittal, which we know is coming? Uh, but, but do you think he'll address it and spend time, or will he take the high road and just focus on the accomplishments? Well, two things, and thank you for giving the lead on that, but I have no inside, particular inside knowledge on this. Right, of course. Uh, but just guessing and having observed the president as, as we, we all have together, uh, a couple observations I would make. First, he mentioned this in last year's State of the Union. He mentioned that we're not going to be able to move forward if, if this is going to be about uh, you know investigations and, and finger-pointing in that. Democrats didn't hear him. They have lost the year between last State of the Union and this one. Uh, so I think he can afford to be, first of all, he always injects a sense of humor uh, into his remarks. No doubt. There might be a dig in there, uh, but where I really think he's going to shine tonight, whatever ways he might mention uh, this this sham of an impeachment process, uh, is he will really shine in laying out a vision that is bigger than the small-mindedness they have been exhibiting. So I think there might be a mention in there, it might be a, a reference in that, but the overall tone of the speech you're going to come away with and your listeners and, and we all are going to come away with is a true vision for what a second Trump term is going to mean for this country, the hopefulness of where we can take this country under his continued leadership. We're talking to Rob Frost, who is the chairman of the Cuyahoga County Republican Party. Um, Rob, just real quick, your thoughts on the mess in Iowa. I, you know, I mean, it, it, this is amazing. This party wants to lead the country. This party wants to control the government. The party wants to grow the government and put more of our own personal choices and our own personal lifestyles into the government's hands. This is what the vast majority of these socialists in the Democrat Party want. They can't even run a simple caucus um, or a set of caucuses yeah. in Iowa in a small state to get this whole thing started. They have had four, well, three and a half years now to prepare for this. Um, they know they want Trump out of there, and as they get ready to start casting votes to find just the right nominee to get him, they're lost. They're chaos. The chaos here is simply, it, it's got to be just beyond embarrassing. What's your take? Well, absolutely. They can't even get a couple hundred people in a room and count heads, and these people want to run your health care. So, and by the way, that line, taken from uh, President Trump's campaign manager, Brad Parscale, these people want to run your health care and, and all the other things they want to do to invade your life. It's somewhat comparable to the Chinese government's handling of this coronavirus. Uh, you know, and that's what happens when you get into a command and control economy, when you get into the, the, the type of invasiveness they want to control your every move. Guess what? People are a bit unpredictable. They have minds of their own and they want to express that. And I, one thing I, I reflect on seeing this debacle is I really credit the leadership of RNC Chair Ryan Spreebus in this last process. 
there's a lot of conventional wisdom saying that Donald Trump couldn't win in November. So whatever people thought about him, you know, let's not let's not nominate him because, you know, he may not be able to win. Uh, Ryan Sprague and the RNC held a process that was open. It was transparent. And when Donald Trump kept winning and winning and winning, the party said, that's our nominee. Let's get behind him. Let's win this election. And, and we all did that together. And I, and I credit uh, that leadership. What you have on the Democratic side is the complete opposite. They want to control what what we all think, and that starts with them controlling what their own members think or trying to. And it didn't work out well. It wasn't a good look on them last night out of Iowa. No, it certainly was not. And then uh, last thing, I'm just going to ask you for another prediction here. You don't have any insight insight into this, but do you think that when the acquittal happens tomorrow, it will be bipartisan? Uh, I think there is a possibility that you get a couple of Democrats like Joe Manchin in, in West Virginia um, who feel they have really no other option to, but, but to come along with this. But, but boy, the pressure on them is going to be uh, immense. So I guess I'm hedging Manchin my is almost sing- but Manchin has almost signaled it, right? Because he asked yesterday for yeah. a censure of the president, which means I can't vote to convict. I can't do that. Right. So let's do a censure instead. And if they don't go along with the censure, if he doesn't get support for that, it will just be a, a you know a convict or a quit, and he's going to vote uh, to acquit. I really do. I think there may be one, and maybe Doug Jones too. Do you think? Mm-hmm. Right, right. So we'll we'll see. So I hedge my bets a little bit, but I'm going to agree with you. I think you're going to likely see, or a good possibility, you're going to see one or two Democrat senators who, uh, who come along uh, with the Republican majority and acquit the president tomorrow, and then we'll celebrate that. Yeah. Tomorrow night at the time we're bar out in West. We Lake. will indeed. And one more time on tonight's uh, event, uh, just to remind everybody, a State of the Union watch party tonight with the Cuyahoga County Republican Party. It's going to be at the Brew Garden uh, at South Park Center in Strongsville, starting at six. Uh, what what time? Starting uh, um, for this six thirty p.m. with the Trump uh, Trump victory uh, training. Seven thirty p.m. The party starts, and as you mentioned, there are watch parties going on in Rocky River, Parma, Solon. You can go to our website, CuyahogaCountyGOP.com. Uh, and get information on all that's going on tonight. Excellent. Rob Frost, chairman of the party in in, uh, Cuyahoga County. Uh, Thank you so much, Rob. It's a pleasure. I'll talk to you tomorrow. There's Rob Frost joining us. It's 951. By the way, I just got a note from David Arredondo who joined us before. There is a Lorraine County GOP watch party, State of the Union watch party tonight at the Brew Kettle in Amherst. That begins at 8 p.m. So if you're in Cuyahoga County, you have plenty of options. If you're in Lorain County, you have that option as well. We'll get a quick timeout back after this. I got to play another clip for you from uh, the Iowa caucuses last night. This one doesn't have anything to do with Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg. This doesn't have anything to do with Elizabeth Warren thanking all of the illegal aliens who worked for her in Iowa. She she did that. This doesn't have anything to do with Joe Biden, who is completely lost, who is a non-factor in Iowa. He and then say he has completely lost. He is completely lost. Really. No, this is the other Iowa caucuses, the ones on the Republican side. Bet you didn't know they were going on, did you? I didn't. I kind of forgot that former Salem talk show host and former congressman Joe Walsh wanted to primary Donald Trump. I forgot. I totally forgot. And I also forgot that Bill Weld also wanted to primary Donald Trump. So they went to Iowa. (laughs) 
They went to Iowa and they tried to uh, uh, get Iowa voters, GOP voters, to support them against Donald Trump. I want to let you know how well that went. This is a clip of Joe Walsh, who used to sit on these very airwaves. He was on at night here on the Salem National uh, Radio Network, and he would routinely bash President Trump, arguing in favor of and on behalf of Democrats, quite frankly. So he wants to take Donald Trump out. He wants the Republican nomination. So he went to Iowa to caucus against a sitting incumbent president. And this is part of what he had to say to the crowd. I want you to listen to him, but more importantly, I want you to listen to the crowd. You sent me to the White House. I will enact conservative policies, but I make you a promise. I will be decent, and I won't be cruel. I will be honest, and I won't lie. Look, if you want four more years of the Donald Trump show, you're not Did you hear that? Did you hear that? When he said, if you want four more years of the Donald Trump show, and he said, yeah, because that's what they want. He tried to spin it as if though they were cheering him. And he said, how am I doing? How am I doing? As they were cheering Trump's name, he throws in, how am I doing? How am I doing? Trying to take credit for those cheers as if they were trying to, as if they were cheering for him. How am I doing? Last thing I'll say. I'll say, if you want four more years of a president who wakes up every morning and makes every day about himself, then vote for Joe Walsh invokes the name of the president. Yeah! Then condemns and criticizes the president. Boo! <laughs> Here's how it went for Joe Walsh. He lost to Bill Weld. <laughs> president Trump got like 97.5%. Uh, uh, Weld got about 1.68%. And Walsh, 1.17%. I'm trying to memorize it. I, I saw it earlier this morning. I didn't save the numbers, but it was very close to those. Um so, yeah, I uh, just thought I would share that with you. Republicans and rhinos who continue to try to take down the president do so at their own peril. Their efforts are futile. We are lined up in support of our president because he is in support of our country, and there is just nothing that the Democrats or the rhinos can do about it. Peter Kersenow joins us next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.